What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by Hy-Vee and Toyson Ford. I'm Dan Casper, and we're catching up with our good buddy, Mr. Joe Grabowski, former Badger offensive lineman and owner at Cabin Coffee in Altoona. Well, after uh, watching that game against Illinois, the comeback, and then seeing a big man touchdown, yeah. were you a little jealous? Of the, that's <laughs> Actually, we had a couple people uh, text in and be like, Joe ever score a touchdown like that before or ever want to or anything like that? So. I, never, I never touched the ball. <laughs> I, I didn't even get a fumble recovery, even in high school or I think, yeah, in eighth grade. All the way through, I never touched the ball. Yeah. Um, I saw the ball. I was a guard, so it was right next right to me. Right there. Uh, never, but how cool experience for uh, uh, for that lineman to catch that ball. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, it's uh, a very cool play, unexpected, you know, but uh, not traditional for mm-hmm. – Wisconsin football, but you know sometimes we have to do untraditional things, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought it was great. I, I'd have to. I, I think I'd psych myself out too much. Like I'd get into my head too much. <laughs> I probably would do. You know, just like you know, making sure you run the right route and do that, and then when the ball's coming at you, like catch it, catch it, <laughs> catch it. You know, yeah. sort of thing. Because what so, do you always say? Don't be on ESPN. Yeah, and can you imagine <laughs> like the pressure he felt? Like even you know, in, in it's such a short amount of time from when the play is called, and he knows he's going in there. Like, I wouldn't have remembered getting in my stance. I wouldn't remember the play snap. I wouldn't remember any of the stuff except my whole mind's like, I gotta catch this ball. I yeah. have to catch this ball. I had I have to catch this ball because if not, man, like that's the one that's going to play for the rest of the week, mm-hmm. and then it's going to be in the locker room, and all your buddies are going to have it on their computer. Like, hey, watch this. Yeah, nice catch. You know, yep. so like. Yeah, that a lot of pressure. Again, it goes back to not letting people down around you, and uh, mm-hmm. it, it, I, good for him. Uh, and he actually had to work for that catch. It was not an easy catch for a. I went to. I don't know. Like he, yeah. he, had, a, he had a two inch vertical. That was pretty good. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, I mean the the. I mean it wasn't looking good. Nope. You know, most part of that game there. Sure. Um, I mean, just you know, with with that comeback and and you know working that way. I mean. What's it like when when you're kind of down, you know, in a game or something like that? I'm not sure if you had any comeback situations or mm-hmm. anything like that. Like, what's the message that coaches usually are, are telling these players if you're down and you have these comebacks? I mean, is the message changing at all from from before kickoff? Is it you know, hey, still keep grinding, mm-hmm. you know, you know, sort of thing there? Right. I mean, a lot of it is we're we're still trying to figure out why it's not working. Mm-hmm. You know, we're 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 getting information from up in the press box, and again, I'm so old that we didn't have instant replay, and we had we just talked to our offensive coordinator and our uh, assistant <laughs> offensive line coach that was relaying the information down to the, our offensive. Uh, line coach and he's mm-hmm. drawing it up on a grease board you know like <laughs> and he's asking us where was he lined up what did you have here because we're still trying to figure out like why it's not working because it should work right you know and whether you have a stud on defense that's blowing you up every time or you have a guy that's consistently getting beat there's al- but there's always a sense of urgency especially behind and it's also very lonely like i tell people when you're out there and you can't move the ball you can't run the ball you can't throw the ball and it's just for you and your, you know, five offensive linemen that are out there. It's kind of a lonely place. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, but it is. I mean, that's that's the job, mm-hmm. you know. So you embrace it with the good and the bad, and you find a way. You dig deeper, and you keep grinding, and you don't ever give up. Like, mm-hmm. that's the one thing. Like, I don't care if the game is 42 to nothing. You're still fighting. At no point in time was I like, all right, this game's out of reach. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this playoff. It, it just it wasn't a thing, mm-hmm. you know. You just fight to the end. Yeah, you, you mentioned that when you talked about that lonely part. 
remember Matt Lafleur, the Packers head coach, talking about because he's an offensive play caller, mm-hmm. and he said, you know, when when plays aren't working, it's a very quiet and lonely headset mm-hmm. uh, in there because Absolutely. nobody. You know, he's like, he'll be like, anybody got any suggestions? And there's nothing. Yeah, nothing because it's just crickets. You know. Mm-hmm. And the one thing we had going for us, like, you know, we had a really good defense when I played. I mean, we had Jamar Fletcher, mm. we had Mike Eccles. Like, I mean, we had some really, really good defensive guys. Um, and Fletch was picking balls off and returning for a pick six. So in our mind, we were never really out of it because, you know, we would assume, like, hey, eventually Fletch is going to get one. You know, like this right. game, you know, it, it, that was kept you going because, you know, it was one of those things where he was just an amazing athlete and uh, he did such great things at the university and was just mm-hmm. – we had that confidence in our defense, even when it wasn't going well. We're not out of it, you mm-hmm. know. So yeah, uh, I'm sure you probably saw the videos, but everybody was pumped up in that locker room. Luke Fickle, I think, was the most animated. I think yeah. we've seen him at all at any point this, this year. But I mean, it's a when you have that come from behind win, and the way it it went down mm-hmm. with the last seconds there. And let's face it, you're yeah. playing against you know, a former coach mm-hmm. at Wisconsin, and you have Jimmy Leonard associated with the program. Yep, like. There was a lot riding on the game, and I think you know uh, Coach Fickle wasn't here at the time. But I mean, he had a he, he bought into it. He, mm-hmm. he realized the guys that were there that it meant something. Um, obviously, you want to have a blowout where you would you know impose your will on the other team and just grind them up and you know spit them out until there's so there's no question at the end of the of the game mm-hmm. that you were you were beat. Right, you know, but we didn't have that, and uh, it's a great win. It shows character. It builds so much for the team, and a win is a win, no matter how ugly it is, no matter how pretty it is, no matter how dominant it was. A win of it is, you're playing at that level, especially in college football division one. A win is a win, and you mm-hmm. take any one you possibly can get. Yep, exactly. I feel like this has kind of been a theme the last couple of weeks. We've talked about you know a former coach or player going up against a pro. Luke Fickle is an Ohio mm-hmm. State guy. Huh. Uh, played their interim head coach when Trestle, you know, that whole thing, and then his defensive coordinator is a Trestle. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you've got all the connections there, too. Obviously, big game, tough task for, for Ohio State or for Wisconsin to take on Ohio State. Coming in here, one of the questions we, we had asked uh, or somebody had asked you was, uh, you know, were you ever in a situation like where you got a team that's ranked top five coming into your house mm-hmm. What was the buildup like for for that? You know, was it a little bit uh, of a different feel? Uh, you had a great story. You mentioned the the Kirk Herb Street one, and we'll, we'll get to that here in a second too. If anybody never heard that, but was it like a different feel? Was the atmosphere uh, a little bit different? I mean, Cap Randall's seems like it's always jumping around, pun intended, right. you know, yep, for a little bit there. But mm. did you ever have a game where it was like you know a team like Ohio State, highly ranked, coming into? Mm-hmm. To your town, and, and what was that feeling like for you guys? You know, it's uh, one, it's better to go against those teams at home than it is to go away because mm-hmm. some of those territories are very hostile. Um, mm-hmm. Ohio State is, as a, as a opposing team, is not a pleasant place to go to. Their fans are just as rowdy as ours. Mm-hmm. Um, they have an expectation of winning. And the thing is, is there's not a person on the team that's not just a stud. Yeah, the amount of players that they have, their backups are are are, are studs. Mm-hmm. So you never get that break. You're always on high alert. It's always a constant battle, and you know it's going to be a battle all day long. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is. And so it's again, I, it's not hard to get up for a game because you're playing at that level. Um, but it is. I mean, your pace is faster. 
practice is more serious. There's a lot less joking around um, between players because you know, I mean, you ultimately on you want to have a good showing on Saturday. You don't want to embarrass yourself. You don't want to embarrass your teammates. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. So it's it it, it, it it I promise you it will be a serious week and you watch so much film. You're trying to find every little possible angle that you can get an advantage on. Like you're watching their stance like on this particular play, what's their stunts? What's their go-to moves? Like you're 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 really studying everything you possibly can to gain the smallest advantage, hoping that it gives you an advantage mm-hmm. on the field. So yeah, a lot of homework going on this week. Well, it kind of transitions into that too. Is there like a lot of mind games being played here a little bit? And the the whole I'm going to tell the Kirk Herbstreit <laughs> thing with with Coach Alvarez. <laughs> so Herbstreit, you know, you, you hear him on TV or see him on TV too, and. Uh, he was a quarterback at Ohio State, yep. and he told this story. I uh, told the Big Ten Network uh, part of it. I laugh about this story now, but the student section at the time at Camp Randall had this tunnel that had this chain link fence on top of the tunnel. When Steve Tovar and I, we were uh, we were the captains at the time, came out for the coin toss. I'll never forget. He had state troopers, Barry Alvarez, uh, state troopers on both sides of the tunnel before you got to the tunnel, and they had riot gear on like the shields, and Barry says to us, gentlemen, I suggest you put your helmets on. People are smacking the fence, and I look over at Tovar, and I think, we're good. We're about to go into a gladiator pit. What are we doing here? Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine what, as a player, walking into a situation like that, yeah. a stadium like that, where you know like 90% of the people want to see you fail, and yeah. they're going to be vocal about it. Absolutely. Um and you talk about psychological advantage. I mean, mm-hmm. it is psychological warfare. You try to find – you can go look at any other uh, university and go back to Iowa with the pink locker room. Every advantage that you can possibly get mm-hmm. to make the other person off their game, you use it. And it is psychological warfare, a whole bunch of stuff. Even the stuff that, you know, was printed or misprinted in the media that you use for ammunition or fuel to the fire yep. of anything. We had it pinned up in the locker room when someone was saying, oh, you know, whatever their little phrase was, and you and you grab onto that and you hold that and you use that for fuel mm-hmm. uh, th- throughout the, the week. And, uh, yeah, like I said, Wisconsin has played well against Ohio State. And... Uh, I said it's going to be it's going to be a game and I hope that we have a good performance and mm-hmm. that's all you can ask for mm-hmm. and remember folks because I keep getting texts from everybody <laughs> it's a game yeah at the end of the day mm-hmm. it is a game and uh, yeah and uh, it should be one that's enjoyed and let's just hope that we have a good showing where do you fall on the whole because I'm just imagining if Wisconsin does win Storm the field? <laughs> Did you ever get involved in anything like that? Did it ever happen? No. no. You know? uh, I think when we went to the Rose Bowl uh, the first time we played uh, Purdue, Drew Brees lit us up. and we, we won, but he had, I think, the most passing yards in like college football history, the most attempts. It was like 70. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and he was lighting it up. But we, we held it. And then uh, when, after we won the game, we're going to the Rose Bowl. We were all in the field, and that memory is vivid in my mind. And we mm-hmm. actually went to the locker room. We all came back out, and the field was just crowded with, with you know. And we were out there with with all the players and fans around the field, and it was a pretty pretty cool experience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, still gives me goosebumps thinking about it. And That's awesome. I haven't had that recollection of, in my mind for ever, you know. So mm-hmm. yeah, it still is. Uh, it's pretty cool to go down memory lane sometimes, and on on, on this. Uh, 
on this show because this is not something that I think about. Right. I don't walk around or, or sit in my house going, you know, let's replay the 1990. You know, I, I just don't. I don't have that memory of it as mm-hmm. well. And but then when I'm able to go back in there and pull it out, it's a pretty cool experience. Mm-hmm. Did really you is. did you prefer the the primetime games and night games, or did you like the 11 o'clock <sighs> kickoff? So it's kind of a devil's advocate. The 11 o'clock game is early. I mean, you're up early. You're at the at the at the facility early. You know. But it is nice to get it out of the way, mm-hmm. you know, and then spend time with family that, you know, came to the game right. and celebrate with your friends if you won or, you know, so yeah, I mean, but the primetime games obviously are, are exciting too. The atmosphere is like nothing else. Mm-hmm. Night game at Camp Randall is unbelievable. I feel like Camp Randall at night is just a dif- different yeah. atmosphere, you know, Absolutely. just, it looks so cool to be yep. in there to begin with, and, you know. You know, people have been tailgating all day because they started early <laughs> and, uh, the, the atmosphere is amazing and just people's overall attitude is, is it one of excitement and, uh. Camp Randall can be a very, very hostile place to play. It mm-hmm. really is, you know. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it was, it's it's a very cool experience, both. But I preferred the uh, morning games so I could have some time to lick my wounds because <laughs> on uh, Sunday morning we're out there for we lift, and then you have a shakeout run and conditioning, and then you have film all day long. So your Sundays were another work day. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like you took Sundays off. No, we were in there. We, we, were, we watched every play of the game. Were critiqued, got yelled at, got screamed at. We lifted weights, and it wasn't like a shakeout. Like work. I'm talking like a leg sled of 900 pounds oh on a Sunday. God. I mean, it was just. I mean, that's what it was. It was the nature of the beast. And then, you know, doing sprints. You know, just to. So it was no day off. Man, it's just another work day. What did you do? Like when you did have a, a later game? I mean, were the was the adrenaline just like pumping? Like how did you keep calm? Did you keep calm? Or I mean, you, I, you have to. Yeah. Otherwise, you get so tired. Because you're so psyched out, like being that nervous for that long and preparing for the game, and you can only read the playbook so many times. Mm-hmm. You have it drilled into your head. You, I mean, there is nothing that you can do. The coaches try their best to basically fill the time to make sure that you are ready to are ready to perform. You know, so you're watching film and you're going over plays, and you know, all of a sudden we are you're out there and uh, <laughs> doing doing uh, plays. You know, not in uniform, but just that last-minute preparation to make sure that everybody's ready to go. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it became long. I would rather play, like I said, in the morning. You get up, you go to work, and you come home. That's kind of was a mindset. And, uh, yeah, so. Man, did you have any – I know I've asked you about, like, superstitions and all that, but did, like, uh, on the field workout, did you have a routine, maybe warming up or anything like that? Because you see, like, players, you know, they'll warm up <clears throat> without pads first on mm-hmm. the field, and they go back in. And they come back out, you know, with pads and all that sort. Of. Did you have a specific routine for every single game, or was that was that mostly dictated by coaches? That was or dictated by coaches. Coaches, yeah. This is the time you're going out. This is the time. This is what we're doing. Usually, linemen were in the corner doing, you know, board work. I guess you could say, like, you know, steps and punches and driving and all the other stuff. And like, you know, the thing is, is like, it's a long warm up. So I'm already winded by the time I, I'm tired. I'm, I'm, I, I, I mean, it was not a, like a cakewalk because you're in in that mindset. So mm-hmm. like. <laughs> don't blow it all on on warm ups because you got a whole game to play. Right. Um, but yeah, it was all dictated by coaches. Like this is when we're gonna be out there. This is what we're doing. And you'd have seven on seven, and you're back in the locker room. And then mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah, it's all that we had no control over when we went out. That was it was all scheduled out. All and everything. scheduled. Mm-hmm. There's no thought process there. That you just told to go. Go. Yeah. <laughs> this is the time. 
In a way, it was kind of nice, though, because you were thinking about other things. You didn't have to worry about, oh, should I be out on the field right now? Should I be doing this? Nope. I'm here. I'm being taped. I got my uniform. I'm taping my uh, jersey to my pads with the double sides, you know. So that was your own personal. Mm -hmm. But the minute, like, the time was always clicking, and they were announcing um, long snappers out this time, um, special team out this time, blah, 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 you know. Offense out, defense out. Like so, it was all it was all dictated mm-hmm. for us. It was a big schedule on the board. Well, one more question here because a lot of talk, obviously, the last couple weeks about Michigan and mm-hmm. some of the rules they've oh, yeah. been breaking, and you know the, the latest one about sign stealing and that. And I heard Matt Rule, who's the the coach uh, for for Nebraska, this uh, you know, and he coached at Care was a Panthers coach too, mm-hmm. and talked about you know college. It's time that they put the communications in, in the helmet. Right. Would you agree with that, that you think they should? Or do you still, like, the hand signals? I know there's a lot of people like, well, that's kind of a weird rule. like Because it is kind of like, you have to read it almost a couple times. I had to. You can't go to a different game, buy tickets like this Michigan coach uh, did. Went to a different game, right. bought tickets. Literally looked at the signals and all that. Mm-hmm. You can do it during a game while you're playing them. Right. So it's all that sort of stuff. Now you got the whole conversation. Should they be like the NFL where you have the communication mm-hmm. uh, in there? Do you have a, a certain side on, on that one? or I think, again, you talk about trying to get an advantage on any – that's an advantage that you try to gain. Mm-hmm. Do you look stupid? You cost the own signals? Yes. You get egg in your face? Yes. Um, but it is part of the game. And, again, any advantage you can possibly get. Mm-hmm. And you look back at the movie uh, Invincible with uh, Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Yep. And the blood and the fingertips – Mm-hmm. If you weren't wearing gloves, that was one of our indicators. I mean, you know, seriously, it's one of those things where, and even as offensive linemen, I wore gloves because, well, when your hands get chewed up, I didn't want to give the defense any advantage that I, this was a run play or this was a pass play. I mean, they yeah. pretty much knew your offense, and we knew their defense. I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's rare that you're on the field that it's a surprise, mm-hmm. you know, because you've watched so much film. You've seen their stunts, you've seen their blitzes, you've seen their package, you know who their guys are, I knew their numbers. I mean, you try to gain so much information at that level, but occasionally they'll throw something in that you haven't seen before, and hopefully mm-hmm. that's when your coach is like, all right, this is what they're doing. This is when you have to readjust on the sideline on the fly. He's talking to the guy up in the booth. This is what the, this is the defense they're in. We're, okay, if you see this again, we're drawing X's and O's on the side with a grease board. Again, it's like... <laughs> yeah, so it was a grease board and a marker. <laughs> You're talking like, where did he line up? Where was he? What did he do? You know, so yeah, it's. Uh, but you have to be, have a coaching that can do that for you, mm-hmm. because it doesn't pay to uh, to have them keep on running at the whole first half, and then you finally make an adjustment at halftime. Mm-hmm. You know, because what if they're going to change their defensive scheme for the second half? So you, it's there's a lot of psychological stuff going on. Yeah, and I just can you know we were talking earlier about environments. You know, if they got those communications in the helmet, I can just imagine quarterbacks struggling to hear it. Absolutely. You, you know. So do you go full uh, audio, or audio in the headset, but and you still have to do it because if you can't hear, you have to go back to something. Right. We can use hand signals. I mean, you still have to be able to yep. to hear. So it's not fail proof. I mean, they have it in the NFL when you have yep. play a game because they can't hear it. So. Yep. Exactly. Because and you're not going to be able to tell a student section to. <laughs> Be quiet or right. like that, or absolutely you know, that sort of thing. Did you have any? Because I just did. You have the flashcards when like, um, anybody... no, we had we had uh, the quarterback. I think we had three quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and there was one that was doing the plays, and all the other ones were doing the mock things. Okay, uh, various plays, different hand formations. So depending on which quarterback we was 
calling in the in the plays, that's what it was. Interesting. Yeah, so you had like, I, think, I think we had three quarterbacks, and one was calling the original play. The other one were, were doing dummy hand signals to the to the quarterback, so the quarterback had to remember which quarterback it was. That's where I probably got screwed up. Like, which one is it again? <laughs> They're all dressed the same. Like, uh, which one is it? Yeah. Awesome. I like that insight. That's yeah. good stuff. All right. So, uh, well, before I let you go, it is uh, a new month coming up here, too, Absolutely. already November, man, and which means regular season is going to be ending this month, November. Yeah, that's, Holy, we're, how fast did it go? We're a month, literally a month away from the Axe game. I know. That's that's crazier yet. Man. Like, I, you know, you build up to it and you wait for football all season long. And I'm telling you, when you're playing football, it's a long season. It's, 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 just a long, drawn-out season because they've been playing now since mm-hmm. fall camp. Yeah, you know it's. But for us as a fan now, I don't have to worry about it. like, like holy cow, this season's going by fast. You know? Right. But they're nursing injuries and trying to be game ready, and it doesn't slow down at all. It just mm-hmm. keeps on coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, so new month, which means new flavor yep. at uh, Cabin Coffee. So it's going to be our again. We're going to for November. We're going to be uh, showboating or showcasing our white coffee and this is called a german chocolate delight we got uh caramel chocolate and coconut tastes like a german chocolate cake what so yeah for people who like that i do i'm a mm-hmm. huge fan of it i and do too yep obviously the cinnamon roll that uh hot tea likes you know that's <laughs> that's his go-to one there all the time so yeah. it's bigger than his hand <laughs> he's got to yep. use a fork sometimes yeah. to eat it so but it's awesome. Yeah, um, it's uh, one of our go-to, very popular for us. And mm-hmm. uh, like I said we're doing well with cabin coffee. And stop on out, Absolutely. even if it's cold and rainy. Mm-hmm. Hey, we got hot stuff for you too. So. Perfect. I'm curious when we get uh, a little bit closer because obviously with with November coming up, Thanksgiving and Christmas, it's kind of get your thoughts on like during your playing days. Was it hard to maybe be away a little bit from family when we get closer to holidays and that <clears> sort of stuff? We, you we know? seemed like we were never home for Christmas. Yeah, we were always gone, and which is fine. Again, it's such a short window. College and football, like you don't have time to have Christmas. Mm-hmm. You're not, you're not thinking about family. Um, at that point in time in the season, when you're playing a bowl game, your family is surrounding you. Like you're you're playing football with with the guys. That's your family. You're eating mm-hmm. together. You're you're sleeping together. I mean, it's it's such a family, such a close knit group. You never really got like homesick, like oh, I wish I was home for Christmas because you're looking at a Rose Bowl or a bowl game. That was, mm-hmm. like, I know my uh, my grandfather pop passed away like four days before we were supposed to t- take off for the Rose Bowl. Oh, kind of unexpected. Um, you know, he's going in for surgery and things happen. Um, and I remember walking into the uh, to my offensive line coach and said, "Hey, here's, he's like, what's going on?" He's like, "Well, here's the deal." I said, "My grandpa passed away," and He's like, what do you need? I said, just give me, I want to go to the visitation because mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to go to the funeral. So he gave me like that, that whenever whenever it was, it was like, like I said, four days before I went to, uh, we're leaving for Pasadena. And he gave me that night off, you know, from football. And I went over and, you know, but mm-hmm. even then, like, we're going to the Rose Bowl. And yeah, I was close to my grandfather, but. At the end of the day, I felt like my grandfather would have been like, "Dude, you need to go play in this game. Like, mm-hmm. you need to go and and do your thing." And uh, yeah, so you don't think about holidays, you yeah. don't think about funerals, you think about football. And uh, again, it made life easier. I was able to compartmentalize it and not think about it, and went to did the family thing with the with the wake, and we were off, man, running. But that's again, it's one of those things where you're surrounded with the guys you want to be with. Mm-hmm. You you're where you want to be. 
it's such a small window of opportunity in your life, and you have to take advantage of every possible moment of it. And mm-hmm. great experience, and yeah. That's a that's a perfect way to end this, I think, right there. And I just got the title for this uh, episode there, too. So, Joe, always love uh, catching up with you, buddy. Absolutely. I uh, appreciate it. And, uh, well, stay dry out there. I hear you. Uh, and uh, we'll catch up again soon, okay? Sounds good. Take care. That's going to do it for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Appreciate you tuning in to the podcast, and hopefully we can get you to, to come back. Don't forget to leave that five-star rating and a review so others can find the podcast until next time i'm dan casper and we will talk to you on the next episode of the man cave podcast